Creature comforts. Consider creature comforts when growing and supersizing your business. Sharon Horn Elson here. So it's actually a creature brand t-shirt of my son-in-law's and he's got all kinds of uh, creature swag, right? Creature clothes. It's a skateboarding brand that my, they, my daughter, my son-in-law <clears throat> really, really like. And so they have a lot of gear, a lot of sweatshirts, a lot of t-shirts, a lot of hoodies, all kinds of things that say creature and have weird little monsters and creatures on them. This is like one of the most low-key, less monstrous one that they have. So I grabbed that just to illustrate our idiom today. Our idiom today for Supersize Your Business, Sharon horn from here, is creature comfort. And it's one of those, I have thought about the things that it triggered for me with respect to growing and supersizing and building my businesses, but I've never thought of it in terms of creature comfort. Creature comfort, this is an, and has been around since 1659. It was first uh, recorded in 1659, which means it's been around longer than that, right? Whenever we hear something or see something, except for nowadays with the days in the age of the internet, when things and information move around the globe so fast, back in 1659, it didn't. Things were slow to catch on, slow to move from place to place. And so for this idiom, this expression to have been around that long says a lot about it. And it's impacted me for sure, and every other area and aspect of our businesses and our life. It means that something is physically comfortable for us, such as food, clothing, housing. It's how do we feel in a place? How comfortable, how at home do we feel in a place uh, with respect to the amenities and the conveniences when we're there? If we go to a fancy, fancy hotel, it's got a lot more creature comforts and amenities and things and services and products for us that we appreciate than if we go to a budget hotel, for example. So, or a campground, right? Campgrounds have less amenities than hotels and motels, et cetera, or, or things like that. So how does this affect our business? What does this mean for our business? How can we use this as we grow and build and supersize our business? And so for me, of course, it, it reminds me to consider the customer's experience, my customer's experience, my onboarding processes and procedures. A lot of businesses never consider that. They create their products and services first and then figure out ways to market and sell them to the masses, not necessarily even a specific group of people. So <clears throat> the first thing I think of is how does this apply to my customers? But then I got to thinking deeper and I'm like, well, how does creature comfort, how does this really apply to my company culture, the business that I'm building is one of the most awesome things about creating and building your own businesses is you get to decide and direct and choose how the culture is going to evolve in your organization. Now, sometimes what happens, and we've seen a lot of examples of this, you start a company with one set of, of values and core values and culture, and if it isn't purposefully um, propagated throughout the organization, different factions come in and can actually <clears throat> destroy your culture, right? Think of Twitter, for example. Twitter is something that's in the news as Elon Musk is going through the motions of purchasing that. We're hearing all kinds of things and we're finding out all kinds of things about the culture and the internal workings of Twitter. I mean, they chased off their first creator and, and developer, right? He left the company because of the direction that the business was going and he had lost control of it. He'd lost his ownership control and his ability to control the, the behemoth that Twitter had become. And there's, there's lots of examples of this, you know, Steve Jobs got chased out of his company before he ended up coming back around and, and rejoining Apple. But 
that's an example of losing control of the culture, right? So how are we purposefully considering the experience of our, are the people that join our business and we bring into our culture and we continue to create and cultivate the culture we want in our organization? What is our onboarding like? What is our continuous review and, and feedback for people that join our organization like? <coughs> Excuse me. What is their experience like? What is the culture like? Do we offer continuous improvement? What do we offer benefits? Not just money, but benefit packages. How comfortable does that make them feel? And then we could get into the whole topic of diversity, how diverse is our organization? How do we make everybody in, feel included given all of our differences uh, and respected without making it uh, a political uh, nonsense thing like just happened with Wells Fargo and their fake, uh, their fake interviewing of, of diversity candidates. I mean, I don't know how you come back from a, uh, a black mark and a, and a, and a, stain on your reputation when you do something like that that's so ridiculous and unethical right so we want to always maintain control of our culture we also want to make sure that we are not just thinking about our customers experience but actually going out and finding ways to know for sure by asking them what their actual experience is or i have gone to the point of and in, in many industries and in many businesses of mine and other people's hired people to pose as customers to be real and sometimes they are real customers but have them come in and experience the company from the customer's perspective it's one of the best ways to really get the true scoop of how our employees are treating people what other people are feeling and experiencing as part of our of interacting with our organization very few people do that which is is mind-blowing to me i mean that is the best feedback you can get so ask people about their experience and don't ask them because you only want to hear how awesome you are ask them because you really want to know the areas that you can do better at that you can get your competitive advantage by really giving people what they want and giving them the experience that they want not just the experience that we think they want i've been definitely guilty of that in the past hey this is this awesome thing we're offering you you should just appreciate it and it doesn't work that way right how often when somebody tells you you should appreciate something do you actually appreciate it's like telling my daughter to calm down when she's upset about something. Might as well be talking to a brick wall. Same with me. I'm sure I'm the same way. That's human nature. So love to know your experience with this particular idiom or expression, creature comfort. I personally have found that the older I get, the more important it is for me to be comfortable in certain areas and aspects of my life. My clothing, I want it to be soft fabrics and comfortable and comfortable fitting, etc. Things like that. I want to eat things that make me feel good and, and comfortable. I don't want to just eat things because they're good for me, right? I mean, I do that a lot of the time, but sometimes I just want the creature comforts of a yummy, delicious meal or some caramels. All right. Share your comments and experience with this particular idiom in the, in the comments below. What have you done in your organization to uh, work on the customer experience, work on the uh, employees experience work on your own experience and the culture have you got a, a plan for how you want your culture to be what you want it to be and goals and are you carrying that through with your vision and mission and purpose and principles and things and are those things staying alive as you grow through each stage because it's really one of the places it falls down is when we go through our growth spurts all right 
Have an awesome day. I'll be with you tomorrow with another financial related idiom. Have a great day.